takes a lot of work to be the best at something, anything really. Whether you're trying to be the best quarterback or Olympic diver, or even just really good at making barbecue ribs, you gotta spend the time to do it. But you also gotta be pretty good at it to begin with. Jim takes his career very seriously. It's what he lives and breathes for, and I'm talking about the dart thing. Not his nine to five job at the car wash. He's really good at that too, though. Guess it all started in 2009. I was hanging out and drinking MGDs with my buddy, Big Dick. His name is actually Peter, but Big Peter don't mean nothing, so we changed it to Dick. I don't really think we should call him that either, though. I seen it, it ain't that big. Anyways, it was Taco Tuesday, so we were mowing down those tacos and playing some cricket. Some city boys come in and start saying they can take anybody at darts. Old GM, he's got a real competitive spirit, he does. Always gotta win, you know. So these boys come in and start throwing their bacons around, and next thing you know, old Jim's throwing a perfect game. And they're signing old Jim's ass to a sponsorship in the pros. The Dark Pros. Never dreamed I'd throw darts professionally, but here I am. Six championships, three world tournaments, and my very own beautiful saber. Plus, the chicks are great. I met Jim at the Big Hall Diner and Nightclub off Highway 43 about two years back. He was wearing this denim vest that had a big eagle on the back and a t-shirt with a wolf looking up at the moon. I love dogs. And that wolf looked so proud but still kind of lonely and sad at the same time. Like, maybe the moon made him remember a better time or something. Shit. So I thought that he was worth talking to at least. Now Brenda, she's a wildcat, all right. She was like, would you like to get some of these nachos or what? And I was all, I'd rather you ordered up a wiener. It wasn't 10 minutes later we was in the bathroom and I was playing a game of 301 with my ding-dong. When we wanted to make a documentary about the best art players in the world, we thought instantly of Jim. He's an accomplished art player. He's charismatic. Uh, excuse me. He's got a real sense of style when he throws. Yeah! Who do you think you are? I am! He's just the best fit for this documentary. Plus, he was the only one that said he'd do it, so... I'm like a hurricane of dart throwing. Darticane, you might say. Hurra-dart. Does that sound cooler? Maybe a dart avalanche or a dart foon? Doesn't matter, I'm good at darts. Game of Throws. The Jim Muskrat Stevens Story. A documentary by Justin from Stinker Madness that Sam and Jackie helped on. To Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me, as always, are Sam and Jackie. Hello to you guys. Hello. 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 No, Hello. We're not the fucking monkeys. That's out. Nope. They. 
Are you it, just fucking jealous of me and Sam's it, like awesome singing abilities? It didn't work for the monkeys. It's not going to work for you. I thought guys. it was the Marx Brothers the first time. Yeah, well, it was it, probably somebody before them too. They're all dead, so it didn't work out for them either. All of the monkeys are dead. No, the Marx Brothers. Saying hello, hello in harmony is not the key to immortality. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. I know they thought it was. Found that treasure map and it led to the secret book that was actually Dante's Inferno. The backwards. treasure map was on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. saw that. Right. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. You're not creating anything new here. How's life? Everything going good with you guys? Mostly. Been a while since we've uh, recorded a prelude episode. It I got to been. touch a starfish. Jackie's got to touch a starfish. Chocolate starfish. Yeah, got to touch a <laughs> starfish, too, and I'm not going to talk about it ever again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Olympics are going to be almost over by the time this comes out, so hopefully, uh, it's a good one. Yeah, they all, uh, got the medals, yeah. and, uh, nobody's head fell off this nobody's year, so that was good. Nobody's head fell off, yeah. Close. Yeah. Close, close, a couple close, close, close a couple close calls. Close yeah. Anyways, uh, this is a bad movie podcast where we talk about some bad movies, so we're going to talk about some right now. Uh, this is normally our streaming twos and don'ts segment, and we are going to do one streaming movie, but, uh, the other two... We're going to include uh, just because they aren't Roman do's and don'ts, but uh, we didn't have any streaming movies, mostly because Jackie and I went on a huge trip and the Olympics have taken basically all our movie watching time. But we're going to start out with Deadly Blessing on Amazon Prime. Wes Craven's not his first, but it's in there. It's early 82. No, this was his first. I don't think so, because Last House on the Left is his first. Was it? Yeah, yeah, that's like seventy four or something. Like he that. didn't write this. No, I don't. Think, I don't imagine. So I won't hold that against him. Uh uh-uh. uh. Who? Oh, Sharon Stone's in it. Yep. Uh, yep. Isn't and then a... the gal from uh, Battlestar. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. The princess or whatever. Athena. She's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Athena. I. Um. It's about the Amish. Sort of. Sort of. This was a dumbass movie. This was a dumbass movie. This was a dumbass movie. I mean, and even the end was like, okay, didn't see that coming? We should have done that, like the hello, hello thing. This is a dumbass movie. This is a dumbass movie. This is a dumbass movie. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're just trying to get on our boat. Get the fuck off. We're going to hit him with a stick, Sam. Don't let him on our boat. Ironically, that's how the Marx Brothers died. Uh they, okay. Oh, my God. It wasn't the old snake in the tub like in this movie. Yeah, the snake in the bathtub. That was... The snake just lets itself in the shower door. <laughs> it does. You know, there's nothing more than a snake wants. It's a bath with a lady. And bad job because you can... She's taking a bubble bath, but you can clearly see that she's got underwears on in one shot. Yes. Like, really just flagrant. What the fuck, man, guys? Put some bubbles there. Just put some bubbles over the crotchal area, and we'll infer the I, rest. I bet they... It seemed to me that they got into some bunk bubbles. <laughs> bunk bubbles? <laughs> Just bubbles. dollar store bubbles. Yeah. There there was not enough bubbles in the tub. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, dish soap would have worked better. Uh, God, this movie stunk. I could see Wes Craven's hand in it, because there was a couple like effects at the end where I was like... Oh, he's doing some of the stuff that he's going to do later, like, but poorly. Like, the concepts are there. But the whole fucking thing was like, is this movie about evil Amish people or this succubus that doesn't make have anything to do with really anything? It's just an angry thing. He seems to have a lot more uh, 
after this, like he was brought on as a director for mm-hmm. this alone. It seems like this taught him the lesson that he would rather just be mostly in control of his pictures, regardless of how much money he's able to get for them. Yeah. Rather than kind of deal with a bad script and people telling him to make a boring movie. Right, 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 right. I think that's what happened here is that, I mean, I don't want to, you have to give him some credit because this thing is fucking boring. Uh huh. Like he can't get away from that bad job. This movie is terribly boring. Indeed. Well, you weren't even surprised when you found out that the one gal was a transvestite. Yeah. Or no, um, not a transvestite. Hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite. There no. we go. I, I believe she was just transvestite. Okay. Because the dialogue talked about how the mom didn't want a boy, but it was. It, so it was just like, you're not a boy, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. boy dressed as a girl had the spirit of the succubus. Either so, way, the big reveal of that fell flat because you're just like, huh? What? Why did they rip its shirt open? Why? Oh, dude. What? Is there something here that we're supposed to be like, whoa, about, but that's not because this is not interesting at all? And it totally, the movie, the story of the film totally validates Ernest Borgnine's character being a total butthole. Oh, yeah. We forgot Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine is in this movie. His character is a total butthole. Who's right? Yeah. Righteous butthole. Yeah. Uh, You know what I thought was good in this movie? The sweet, sweet paintings. Especially like the one that she finds in the barn of herself, where she's obviously been turned into an African American with a sweet outfit on, and um, the dark man standing behind her. I don't even remember that. The paintings weren't good. That was a. I was being facetious. I know. I, I was agreeing with you. They were bad. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the, the whole thing was a, a shit pile. And then they actually had a succubus at the end. Way too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Burst out of the floor. Yeah. What the fuck, man? What, what you and doing I'm down there? Pretty sure it doesn't work like that either. Like it doesn't jump up from hell and grab you and take you back. They, without motivation. It was like, hey, that's the succubus. We got her. And then all of a sudden an actual demon pops out of the floor and grabs her for like no fucking reason. It's dumb. Don't do it. Don't watch it for any reason. Yeah, not even for the historical sake of it. It's just too boring. Even if you see Howie from The Fall Guy and you're like, oh shit, maybe yeah. Lee Majors will show up and jump a sweet GMC over something. Doesn't happen. Does not nope. happen. Uh, next up, Sam and I watched this on disc. I bought this at the pawn store for about 30 cents. Uh, it's called Warrior of Justice. It's, believe it or not, from 1995 and has that 1978 B-movie look to it. It's not intentional. It's serious budget. Serious yeah. budget. I can't remember which one was which on these. So what happens in this one? Uh, it's the Orga Jorge, but not Jorge. This Hispanic gentleman sure. is a karate guy, and he busts up some rich people's good times, and it's got easily the worst kung fu I've ever seen in my life. The worst. It is okay. I'm I'm starting to remember how bad so the bad. kung fu was. It uh, This is a terrible movie. Like no business making film at all. The uh, state the production lights get into the shots. I think I saw a couple of the uh, second uh, cameras get into the shots. Like they're just they have they've never done this before. They have no idea. They've never even seen how to do it. It's just like, I heard kung fu movies are good. I think I can do kung fu. Oh, let's go do kung okay. fu. Okay, I remember this movie now. Yeah. They obviously were like second-rate karate. They're not even good kung fu instructors. No. 
but they were going to make a movie. Uh-huh. And they did another one, too. This Jorge Ugh. so-and-so. They're both named, one's George and one's Jorge, or they're both Jorge, or they're both George. <laughs> they might both be Gorge. I'm not Gorgay, sure. Gorge, I think uh, was how I thought Jorgo. it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, terrible. It's awful. And the worst kung fu is superseded by a sword fight that any five-year-old can have with his three-year-old sibling, Uh brother, sister, and it will work out better than what they did outside the pool. I am not. He's not joking about that. It 100% better. There is nothing I have ever seen from a choreography standpoint that is as terrible as the sword fight at the end the of this The sword film. fight was worse than the sword fights in Barbarian Queen, which is here, I'm going to hold this sword in this position, and then you whack it, whack it, and then you do the same, and I'll, I'll whack yours. This is awful. Clear misses. But I mean, like, <laughs> five feet away from each other's sword. Like, you guys aren't even in the same room, and you're supposed to be fighting each other. They had to cut. Or they had to actually, like, stop shooting him sword fighting and just have him individually in front of a camera, like, swinging. Yeah. And then they cut that together as if it was going to be a sword fight, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then it goes back to the wide shot of them trying to sword fight, and they can't do it. Just swing the fucking things around. Uh, Senorita Justice. I'm going to throw that word out there, that name. That's a real bad movie. We all saw that. Yeah. Uh, That's a real pile of shit. Real bad movie. Uh. And it's a blast. This is one of those exceptions to the so bad it's good level because it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. This is just too bad. It's too bad. I, however, am going to say that it's worth watching mm. just the sword fight. If you can find the sword fight on YouTube, if not, I'm still oh, I'm saying. Sure you can. Yeah. I'm still saying if you can't find just the sword fight, maybe watch the whole thing just to see the worst sword fight in the history of filmmaking. And overall on the good movie quality scale, this is a one. If there's a zero, there's nothing good about this movie. Like as far as production, story, dialogue, writing, acting, none of it. Could you tell me what the movie was about? I'm telling you, it's about him busting up some white people's rich white people's good times. But I mean, they're evil. They're evil. Obviously, uh, there. Oh, it's a, a shitty blood sport. It's a revenge piece, but then there's a shitty blood sport. But the uh-huh. shitty blood sport just stops, mm-hmm. and then there's a bunch of this other stuff. And I can't tell if he's a drug dealer. What bad stuff besides the fighting? I think just, is this guy even doing? I think just blood sport. I think he just has tournament fighting in his uh, motel suite. The blood sport guys are kind of funny too because they're impen- they're like invulnerable to punching. Yes. So that's actually I mean there's a couple reasons to watch this. I didn't like it that. It was awful. I though. did not like that at all. <laughs> they, could, <laughs> they just walk around slowly getting punched. Getting punched. It looks stupid. And and they wear loincloths and uh punches don't hurt them. Right. Oh unless boy. he comes in and there's a bad cut and he doesn't even punch them, they're just all of a sudden on the ground. Uh this is as bad as anything on Mystery Science Theater. Oh, this is, uh, in terms of uh, the full gamut of writing, shooting, it's it's bad. It's worse than anything in every every chance it takes, it manages to be worse than mm-hmm. anything you've seen. Yes. It's incredible in its terribleness. 
Uh, but I'm going to give it a don't. I give it a do just because it's that bad. All right. Last but not least is... Uh, my opinion. Yeah, You didn't watch it. I know, but based off what you guys were saying, I'm, I'm going to go with Justin. It doesn't sound that awesome. Okay, all right, good. Yeah. Thanks for contributing. Thanks. I, I like to talk every once in a while, and you guys had sucked up at least three minutes there, so. Uh, last but not least is a movie called Future Kill, which is a bunch of the rounders from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, decided to try to do something again, and basically what they did was make a punk rock version of the warriors sort of set in the future, but not really. Oh, and were you the only one that watched this? I did. I watched it, uh, over at Roman with Roman. This is a Roman dudes and no. Um, but, uh, I did want to talk about it cause, uh, it, that sounds premise wise, pretty fun, right? Like, uh, future metal, body guys with cyborg implants kind of and this is it has like a guy with a big metal mask and like yeah. a black mohawk i've seen this a long time ago and i didn't like and it. they go run through the city trying to get away from these different rival gangs and stuff just like the warriors but and super punk rock at the same time oh see and i like the warriors so i i might have been on board once you said that yeah i think everybody was on board when they heard the premise for this movie and then they saw it and said, nope, that's not it. Yeah, I remember mm. not liking it. And it, I think I got it lumped in with a couple of those uh, Richard Mull um, Wasteland movies. Yeah, sure. Post-apocalyptic. Uh-huh. And it was just like a, a clean strikeout on like three movies. And this was one of them. Yeah, I uh, I really didn't enjoy this at all. Um, very little. Like, there's very little content in it. Because, uh, for example, they get a band. They have uh, the the crew hires a band to play in this movie, and the band, while they're on stage at like a rock concert, like, oh hey, we're gonna stop it. We're trying to escape from the bad guys who were trying to kill us, but yeah, it looks like a pretty cool show. Let's go in there and check it out. So they go into this club. The band plays three songs, not just cut songs, three full fucking songs back to back, and all it is is just a single shot camera not moving of the band playing three songs in a row. That's how weak this fucking movie is. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't got, we don't have anything. We'll just cram nine minutes in as some band playing some fucking tunes. And the tunes were okay, just believe it or not. Yeah. But uh, it's not, it has no place for in a movie. Unless it's trucking. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You, but that's only one song. Only one song. Yeah, Hollywood Boulevard is what Sam's referencing. But uh, yeah, no, this was just filler. And I remember the uh-uh. costume for the main guy sucking ass yeah and the the cover of the vhs was really fucking badass Uh looking it is uh so it was like even more disappointing it's super disappointing because like it's you go back and want like something like this from this era where i think it's like 81 or something like yeah and it's super punk and like oh man these guys are punk guys they're listening to fucking sex pistols and shit like that and like underground and man they're standing up to authority and then they get like punked out and it's just fucking glam it is just ziggy stardust glam and it's like wait you guys are supposed to be like representing anti-establishment stuff that a guy was doing 10 years before this 
and you're just doing exactly what he did. Yeah. You know, it's it's a weird fine line, I guess, for the punk and the glam, because uh, when I was in college, I was in a band that was never got out of the garage. And one of the reasons was, is that it's like we were punk. Mm-hmm. The, the All of the instrumentalists, but the guy that wanted to be our singer, really muscular dude, like dancing a lot. Sure. All right. So we're like, okay, no, this is probably going to be okay. And then it's like, well, wait a second. He only wants to wear a mankini <laughs> and he was going to do like all this eyeshadow and glitter shit and just be like pure sex. <laughs> and it oh, was boy. like, well, I don't think this is going to work <laughs> one. Cause we all suck. <laughs> and so you're just going to be running around putting your balls in people's faces. And it's only going to be our friends that you already know. And they don't want, <laughs> they don't want anything to do with that. Hey, come check our show. My nuts will be on your chin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, now, that's pretty much how this movie goes. Yeah. Uh, I got I to gotta give it a do not. <laughs> uh, Jackie, it's your uh, pick this week with Dreamer. You want to uh, give us your wild card? Yeah. We're going to do superpower. Okay. And, the uh, great superpower debate, which is Jackie or whoever this week it is, creates... A superpower that has never been used or heard of by man before, and then the other two hosts. Give it a star rating out of 10. Okay. So, first off, you have the ability the ability uh-huh. to control five mosquitoes at once. Oh. Hmm. All right. Okay, all right. so you get you can control these five mosquitoes. Now, yeah. mm-hmm. there is a downside. Like okay. you can well, you I, can I can think of like one, you can control mosquitoes. That's a pretty big downside. Like it's not doesn't sound cool yet. I've, I've never been to one place that only has five mosquitoes. <laughs> okay, but you can only control five mosquitoes at uh-huh. a time. Okay. The rest of them bite the shit out of you. <laughs> and you can make them do things like pick locks. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, um, they can fly into a lock and pick a lock. Uh-huh. They can, you know, start and drive a car. You know, they could do all the things that five mosquitoes can do, okay? Which is just bite people. Just but bite people. For the sake of imagination, there you have the powers of Ant-Man, but yeah, it's just mosquitoes. but it's mosquitoes. Uh-huh. But there is a downfall. Like, if a mosquito dies in the field of combat while you're controlling him, mm-hmm. you get a zit. Huh. What like is- an immediate whitehead right on yeah. your face. No, that's not that big of a downside. I mean, you in your obsession with now, it used to be poop, but now it's to zits. You acne. just are obsessed with the acne and, and zits. Anyway, so if a mosquito dies, that's not that big of a downside. Like you're doing shit. If he if you're in a situation where one of your mosquitoes dying because you're pals, you're controlling them. You probably got names for them. And uh, they're they're the main ones. They're like the biggest and the best. You want to keep these guys around for when you actually need something. Uh, They live in your house and, you you know, they don't bite you because they live for like a week. Well, yeah, dude, um, it's a revolving door of mosquitoes. Okay. Uh, I mean, like... Well, look then for at- that week, they're, you're tight. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know about that, because you look at the things the wrong way, and they're dead. Mm-hmm. They're okay. not. They're not hardy insects. All right. So you're going to say that you're just covered in zits all the time? Well, I mean... They have to be under your control doing your bidding when they die. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if you just were keeping five mosquitoes in a box at your house, but you weren't mind-controlling them and one keeled over and died, then no, you're not going to get well, a zit. Or if you Sam, can, they're fragile, so... If you see it coming, maybe you just sort of stop controlling him right before he dies. You're like, oh, God, he's going to die. Lewis is going to smack him right in the face. Well, what if now, the lock spins around and, and smashes off five I, of them? That's, then he, then that's got five, five zits. zits. Yeah. I don't see mosquitoes picking a lock, but I'll go with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
Do you have the power to know what diseases are being carried by the mosquitoes? Yes. Okay. Oh. Right. So you can have Zika virus mosquito or bird flu mosquito. You can have some diabolical mosquitoes in there that, you know, you can go get politicians with. Yeah, that's a super villain thing, which mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. I'd like. No, I don't, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you could, uh, like, just go on a hunt for bad mosquitoes and just, like, Hey, that one's got it, and then you kill, and it, you kill it, and, and you're trying to like face. eliminate the the world. Yeah, you're taking one for the team, trying to eliminate the Zika virus. And you yeah, tell but somebody no- that, and they won't talk to you because you got too many acne's. Yeah, right. right. Uh, you're you know you're the you're a martyr. Sure, you're sure. never gonna make it on the cover of Time magazine. No, I'm with, not gonna do that. that anyways. This man saved you all from the Zika virus. Oh my God, it's a pizza face. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh. Ooh. Uh. Uh, I can feed my fish real good. I got some fish in my backyard. Uh, again, zits. I guess you land them on the water, then you let them go. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you don't get the zits. Yeah. Okay. They're on their own after that. Uh, it's too bad you can't control like like 50 at a time and like have a swarm and then like have all your friends come over and be like, dude, wash that bug zapper and then don't wash my face. Oh. But then just <laughs> like the coolest light show of all time in your backyard. And then, okay, well, see you later. <laughs> you guys got to go home now. I got to find some clear. So I got to have, I got to have somebody spit in my face because yeah. that was a superpower like Jackie last did with Zits. I think like 50 would work because I think you could actually accomplish things like Ant-Man with 50. Sure. I just don't see it with five. I don't really see much with five. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think five mosquitoes can even unlock one of the like, spin latches on the door it's just uh they're too little i'm giving it a three i am also giving it a three you could start your own mosquito circus (laughs) travel the world here's the thing jackie nobody likes mosquitoes no they're like more hated than wasps and they don't i mean sure they don't do as but you're like at least you know what you get with the wasp the mosquito is a bit of a wild card but with the diseases and and whatnot uh all right, so there you go, two threes. I've got a little bit of listener feedback I want to get to on this episode. Uh, I heard from good fan Brad Schlager, Martini Shark. He says, Sam was correct in his assessment of the program Connections. Ah. Great viewing and in fitting fashion, full of boring bullshit. Ah. So make sure you, if you get your hands on the Connections, that's two, that's two thumbs up from two, two out of two right there. He also says... Given Sam seemed enamored of Anne Heche, he needs to see spread. She bangs Ashton Kutcher repeatedly, and it is a laughably bad stinker. Highly recommend it. Well, the movie's name is Spread. And it's got Ashton Kutcher and Anne Heche. That sounds awful. Like, when could that have even happened? I just don't like Austin Kutcher. No, I don't either. So maybe he dies? I don't know. (laughs) She bangs him to death? (laughs) She smothers him with her pussy hole? Ew. so if you want to uh reach out to us and uh share a good comment with us that we will read on the show uh talk to us on twitter at stinker madness or on facebook forward slash stinker madness or email us talk at stinker madness.com sam what's your boring bullshit this week wait i thought of a song for you I'm bringing you in. Don't this fall week. in love with the dreamer. Yeah. 
Fuck. Yeah. Sam, what's your boring bullshit? Well, I was actually with a song too, but I wasn't going to do it because if I try to sing Dreamer by Supertramp, my voice just doesn't go that high. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really badass song though. No. God, badass, just ruin awesome. all of our dreams, Justin. We were going to start a music career off this what about episode. Dream Weaver. No. Okay. This film has nothing to do with the British band Supertramp and everything to do with America's greatest pastime, staring at Susan Blakely's fun bags. Oh, hey, oh, hey, yo, pow, chow. Uh, correction, staring at Susan Blakely's milky white breasts is actually quite popular worldwide. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whereas bowling has mostly a stateside popularity. <laughs> Nobody this, likes it elsewhere. This film is about the bowling. The Germans mostly. liked it for a little bit. Bowling? Yeah. No, that oh. was Scheiser. Uh, it's it's having a hard. I think Australia does a little bit. Like there's actually a difference between American bowling balls and international bowling balls because of how unpopular bowling is versus uh, America any, and Canada and anywhere else. You know, I didn't see one bowling alley in our trip to Great Britain. So yeah, no duck pin bowling is more popular overseas, and it's in Asia. They also play pool backwards over there, so who knows? Hey, backwards, so they and upside down. They shoot them out of the holes. <laughs> <laughs> you lay under the table. You try to like that doesn't make any sense. Try to get them back in the rack. Yeah, <laughs> weird. The film was directed by TV rounder Noel Nasik. This was his second to last non-television related picture. His first two fe- features Best Friends and Las Vegas Lady look pretty hot and trashy. Hmm. I have seen his third film, Youngblood, though some time ago, and I quite liked it. After this, he would do what looks like to be his last feature, King of the Mountain with one Richard Hatch from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, there you go. It also looks pretty awesome. It's a King of the Mountain, but he's driving like a Porsche. It's a hot dame with him. I think we're going to have to watch it. Okay. In fact, I think we might might have to look into this guy's movies. He could be a lost treasure of uh, peripheral cinema. The film basically is chock full of side talent that you've seen a hundred times. The leads are played by Animal House lead Tim Matheson and the previously aforementioned Susan Blakely. Longtime listeners of Stinker Madness will remember Blakely for her portrayal of Dead Mom in Over the Top. <laughs> Dead Mom! <laughs> don't go back to your father! I thought she wanted him to go back. Oh, I don't even remember yeah. what happens in that movie other than if you re-grip, it's like shifting a car. <laughs> Richard B. Schill is back from the episodes and Splash. Hey. He's also, again, I wanted, I just can't not mention that he was in another one of those short-lived robot cop shows. Mm-hmm. Because anytime we get a robot cop guy, we got to put him in there. Other notable actors are Matt Clark and John Crawford from nearly every Western ever. As well as Muse Small from Zapped. Oh, and God. one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. Zap stinks. It does. Scott Bale, right? Yes. Yeah. No, don't like that one. I, I still like Zapped. I didn't have as much fun when we watched it last time, but I like it. I could go on forever, so I will finally mention the appearance of Pedro Gonzalez Gonzalez, grandfather yeah. of Clifton Collins Jr. Oh, my God. And the reason names? that Clifton Collins Jr. at one time was credited as Clifton Gonzalez Gonzalez. Yeah. And uh, Clifton. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez Gonzalez is also in every, ah, every my Western. Brain. He's in every Western ever, too. A lot of John Wayne movies. John Wayne Wayne. <laughs> yeah, no. John Wayne Wayne Gonzalez Gonzalez. Gonzalez Gonzalez. It was hard to type Gonzalez that many times. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's uh, one of those ones where you just copy and paste. I should have, because it's like the A and the E. There's a lot of Zs. Anyway, keep an eye out for Bowling Legends Dick Weber. 
one of the founders of the PBA, as well as Bo Burton, also known as Nelson Burton Jr., but he <laughs> started going by Bo because he ended up being a much better professional bowler than his father. Aha. Uh-huh. Who was also quite good in his own right, but uh, Bo Burton, that guy could knock down some pins, man. Not as good as Dick Weber, but, you know, I'm it. There you go. Also, let's check out how closely this film resembles Kingpin. Yeah, I that's feel what like, I'm wondering. I feel like that this is the main inspiration for Kingpin mm-hmm. because it, its skeletal structure is almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's just that they decided to remake it and just make it so fucking over-the-top zany that you know they would get it greenlit because I don't think they could just remake this. And No, I don't think so either. No. <laughs> well, the movie is on YouTube. It is a free movie. It has been on there for quite some time, so go ahead and check it out. Uh, it's I, I think it's even in 720, so uh, you have uh, no reason not to watch this one unless we say do not watch this one. But uh, I think it just looks like I'm going to like it. Yeah, I don't I, know. We're, we're, none of us have seen this. Uh, Jackie pulled it out of an episode of the Dollop podcast, which I would highly recommend with comedians Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Uh, Gary. Not Gary. It's Gareth. Uh, if you're a fan of bowling, not necessarily bad movies or just bowling, you like bowling, you want to know the history of bowling, I would highly recommend there the history of bowling in America episode. Uh, chock full of facts, and they'll talk about this movie briefly. So Briefly, yeah. Uh- uh, it is interesting bowling and that Kingpin does a bad job portraying bowling on screen. I just watched it a couple years ago. They do a real shit job. I think you're going to see a real shit job here. Actually, I just don't know what you think is a good job. It's bowling, Sam. Uh, the big Lebowski gets bowling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but doesn't. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah, it does. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so check out the movie on YouTube. Come back to us on Monday when we do the full episode and review on it. And in the meantime, get to the nine pin. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness and email us at talk at SneakerMadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper. I thought long and hard about mosquitoes too and about the number of mosquitoes that I was going to put in there. Yeah, I think you were too short. You should have done like 60. I think five is just right. Yeah, little inconspicuousness. They're, they're a ninja team of five mosquitoes. Five mosquitoes can't even pick up a match. Yes, they can. Oh, they can. They're not like ants. They're not strong. Oh, damn it. But they can bite people all the same. Yeah, you can bite people a lot. You can, again, the power of being a super dick. <laughs> I just gave you the Norfolk virus. Not usually fatal. <laughs> Take that, Ben Kingsley. Doling out, doling out exotic flus. <laughs> You're going to get the shits for a week, <laughs> <Yeah>. bastard. <laughs>